Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Bigarito. Tom Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. And Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, broadcasting live. As we uh, come to the end of the 2016 regular season, the Miami Dolphins uh, fall to the New England Patriots 35-14. We'll go over all that, but more important note, the Miami Dolphins go into the postseason, and they'll go out to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers 1 o'clock Sunday. And... uh, it will be a rematch uh, from when the Miami Dolphins season really began as uh, J.H.I. got 200 yards in that game. And, of course, Roethlisberger got knocked out of the game. The Miami Dolphins won a game that they probably were not picked to win. And then, uh, of, of course, uh, Antonio Brown was was kind of held in check. And, and that's really where the Dolphins season, as we know it, began. And uh, so this is the matchup that I know are anticipating, and, and now it's official. Uh, the Miami Dolphins will go out to Pittsburgh for that uh, early Sunday matchup, and we'll go over all that as uh, uh, Rich will join us and, and, and all the scenarios that are involved with that and the playoff picture. Uh, but uh, not to lose too much sight on the last game of the year because it did have some ramifications. The Dolphins could have moved up to the five seed, although that wouldn't have happened even with a win. That was still a possibility going into the game. Uh, but the Miami Dolphins were close to being manhandled in a 35-14 game. There was some opportunities the Dolphins had to uh, get back into the game. And uh, uh, there was, of course, the big uh, Damian Williams fumble at the end, which led to uh, ultimately a score and a dagger for the New England Patriots. And they clinched the number one seed in the AFC, and they have home field advantage in their bye. Um, so, you know, it kind of showed the difference of the spectrum teams in, in, in some ways. Um, I think personally what was accentuated uh, uh, was the Dolphin defense and the weaknesses there. The Dolphin defense really has not been playing great. Uh, it's not even been playing well, but it's been stepping up at key times, and I think that's why uh, you know it's, it's kind of been overlooked as uh, the Buffalo overtime. Uh, you know, they stepped up and made some big plays there, and uh, you know, it kind of whitewashed the 500-yard day for the defense. And and then, of course, you come back, and in New England basically did the same thing there. So there's some glaring openings on the defense that I don't like, and it's it's very scary. And, and of course, the Dolphin offense has been playing, you know, with their second-string quarterback, but they've been doing, you know, quite well. I mean, it hasn't been without any hesitation or any hiccups, you know, along the way, Um, but they've been able to, fight through it, and Matt Moore has done, you know, a pretty good job 
uh, actually a very good job, you know, getting the two road victories that they needed. And uh, last week, of course, they needed to get that Buffalo win. If they didn't get that and it came into here, obviously they wouldn't have made the playoffs. So this thing was a lot closer than people had thought it would be. Uh, but the bottom line is they're in. The season starts fresh. It starts against uh, a team that's already been trash-talking quite a bit. So we'll get into all that. We'll go over uh, the Ryan Tannehill um, injury situation. As uh, I, I've gotten some reports there that, um, you know, are a little bit up in the air. So um, I think that this is not settled yet, and the fact that it's a Sunday game instead of a Saturday game even gives more emphasis on it. And I think from, you know, Coach Gase has already reported now um, – that tomorrow will be the big day. And uh, I think there's a chance that Ryan Tannehill may actually play in this game, but um, we'll have to wait and see how he practices. He's been practicing on limited ability. They said um, he was basically taking snaps with uh, an elastic around his waist held by the trainer and then and, and, and throwing in that direction um, with a, a brace on his knee. And uh, so now they want to wait until tomorrow to see what his mobility is, and I know Rich has a lot of opinions on that, which we'll both go over. So without further ado, let me welcome my co-host to the program. Rich, um, I guess we'll start with the New England game. Uh, as, you know, the playoffs are certainly, um, you know, looming now, and this is a new season. But before we get into the, the playoff matchup and all the things that um, take place there, I want to just, you know, uh, go over the – New England game and see if there was anything that you've seen or did not see. The one thing that scares me is the defense, and it hasn't been playing well, like I said, and it just seemed like New England was able to eat them up. You know, it's the same glaring, you know, deficiencies we've had all season. Our linebackers are the worst in the league, and our secondary is, you know, our, 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 our safeties are really hurt. We really don't have a starting safety, and our cornerbacks are terrible. You know, so... You know, they just exposed it. I mean, we were exposed hard yesterday. We were exposed two weeks ago. I mean, with the Buffalo game, you said 500 yards. It was over six. We've given up 1,000 yards in offense in two weeks. Think about that. Now, I said that the Pittsburgh game, when we played Pittsburgh the first week, Yes. The first time that we played them? Yeah, week, week six, yep. That was, that was the turning point. And, and basically what it was was it was the coming of age of Byron Maxwell. I mean, he went on Antonio Brown, and he shut him down. And then he continued to play well. Now, he's been out. I know you're not the biggest Maxwell fan. No, I don't think he's any good. I think he's okay. He's not good. You know, he's all right. I mean, yes, he, he was atrocious in the beginning of the year. And, yeah, you know, he did step on that Pittsburgh game, but we also knocked Roethlisberger silly. He was out most of the game, and when he did come back, he was on one leg. You know, so and uh, right, did Bell play that game? Did, did Bell play? I, uh, we I don't think that. Bell played. I, I thought he had played. Um, I can look it up. Um, but let me let me ask you, um, what is? I, I know you're not a big Maxwell fan, but what is his status? You know, he was out last week. I don't yeah. know what his status is coming in this game. I haven't heard anything. I, mean, I don't think you'll know until the end of the week. I mean, I don't think he's out for the year thing, but I think it's that game-to-game thing. I really don't know. I don't know. That, that's a that's a big factor. That's why I brought up Maxwell in that Steeler game, because I think it's a big factor, you know, to kind of get him back. But staying on the New England game, so, so you know, what alarms me is there's a formula here. And I understand what you're going to say as to why they weren't able to but, when that defensive line does not play very well, and when more importantly, when Cameron does not have a sack, 
um, the team win, like for whatever it is. It's a yeah. large, um, and and again, well, you know, but when you're in a shotgun and you throw the ball in a, in a second and a half to a receiver that's five yards, you know, off the line of scrimmage, and there's no one on him, and then he goes for 77 yards, what are you going to do? You're not going to sack anybody like that. The whole middle of the field, that space between the line and the linebackers is is open season, and it has been all season. You're right, but isn't that a little bit of an exaggeration, though, as far as well, the... that's what Brady was doing. Brady was getting the ball, and he was getting rid of it almost immediately, and there's somebody open right across the middle. It is really – how are you going to sack somebody like that? Well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to, but I, I think that there was some time where, you know – You know, didn't to, to sack somebody, you kind of need somebody covered so the, the quarterback keeps going through his progressions and then he hit him, you know? Yeah, you got to have – you got the quarterback's got to hold the ball for at least three seconds so you have no chance. Yes, I, I agree with you, but I think that you're a little bit – Undermining the doing the Patriots offensive line, putting our defensive line in check. I mean, I think that you're right that there was quick. Well, I think stuff. Brady ended up on the ground a little bit, but he made a completion every time. You know, a Nick, we bit, did hit a him, bit. but you know, uh, yeah, but you know, I don't know. You know, look, the defensive line didn't play great. We only have one side of a pass rusher. The other side's non-existent, basically. Yeah. You know, it's basically Cameron Wake and no one else. You know, right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, we really don't have another pass rusher. But I actually thought Phillips had the best game on the defensive line. Yeah, well, he batted the ball away. Yeah, right. But he's not a sack guy, really, you no, know? No, and I, I thought Sue didn't really have a great game either. I, I thought that he was kind of getting down. Well, made a couple of really good tackles. I saw Sue clogging yeah. up the middle a lot. You know, they didn't run all couple, over us. Couple, but then, but then they were almost like taunting him because I think he got to the point where you know they were just getting dominated there. I wasn't impressed yeah. by it. You know, I think that no, well, when you had those the whole defense there. didn't play good. But when you know, you right. can't blame the defensive line when the when the linebackers in the no, secondary no, are so not, bad. Not blaming them, but deficiencies past it. You need to step up. Like I said, you know, you've been sticking up for the other guy, too, Kiko Alonso. He's awful. Let me tell you something. This guy is terrible. He He's apprehensive about hitting somebody. He's, like, afraid to get deep, so he doesn't go for the hit, and he, like, he tries to, like, stop to, like, you know, anticipate which way he's going to go, and then the guy's gone. Well, he's like, he's terrible. That's really him to play again, and that really wasn't his fault. There was nobody in back of him, and then oh god, he just he just stopped and he didn't know where he was going to go. Instead of just just like veering down and hitting the guy, he like stops and he does that all the time. He's always eight steps behind. He's terrible. What what a disgrace that trade was. What a disgrace. Eight spots down in the first round for that. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You're taking somebody else's garbage that that would have been released anyway. You could have signed them for nothing, and you got nothing for that. God. So stupid. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell did play in the, in the game. He had uh, 10 carries for 53 yards, and then he had uh, six receptions for another 55 yards in our game. Okay. okay. So he had 100, more than 100 yards combined. Combined he did, yeah. yeah. But, um, but you know, we're both all right. I mean, you didn't think he played. So that just goes to show you yeah. what a non-dominating force he was in the game. You know, right. they, they, they definitely held him in check. Um, yep. Now, will that be the same thing when you're playing them in Pittsburgh? You know, I don't know. 
Uh, I don't like the way this defense is playing. So. No, I mean, you give up 1,000 yards in two weeks. It's amazing. It's your guys, and we're in the playoffs, you know? Yes, and we both know that playoff football is a lot different than, you know, just a regular season game in Miami uh, where Roethlisberger gets hurt in the third. What do you get hurt in the third quarter? Yeah, I think the beginning of the third. So, you know, there's a big difference there. And, you know, playing in Pittsburgh in January, not the easiest place to play. I think we both agree to that. Now, maybe not the hardest because you're not playing, you know, it's not 1978. But certainly not the easiest. I mean, well, you know, football like, like I said, it's a lot like playing in Foxborough. Not only do you have to beat the team, you have to beat the referees. Which, you know, when you want to Every close call is going to go towards the Steelers, and you know it, I know it. And if you look at the way that the whole thing's shaping up, that's where you'll be going. You know, you yep. beat Pittsburgh, you'll be going to Foxborough. So, um, you know, again, not, not, not the best alignment. But, you know, I'm not looking at it like that. What I'm basically looking at is, you know, the Dolphins in, in their 10-6 and six season and, and basically, you know, one of the six best teams in the AFC. And, uh, you know, and be, yeah, I think they are because I don't think the Houston Texans necessarily are. So, um, you know, so there you go. And uh, Yeah, I mean, right now, we, I think we could beat the Raiders and we could beat the Texans. So we're not the worst team in the playoffs. And, you know, no. the good news is we're not going to be the first team knocked out of the playoffs. We're not the first game on Saturday, you know? Yeah. Um, we're beaten up, too. We're a banged-up team right now. We have a lot of injuries, and uh, and I think that that starts to really show its effects as you go on. Yeah, I mean, offensively, the only guy that's really out is, uh, you know, is Pouncey, which is huge. I mean, you know, we'd be a much better offensive team if he was in there. And, you know, I mean, defensively, you know, this, we don't have a starting safety. we got Jones and uh, – you know, Abdul out, you know, those two guys, and those were two starting safeties. So we're basically playing without a starting safety. And, you know, our secondary has been hurt all year, but, like, they're not any good. That's, you know, like their corners are just terrible. Well, you're right, but it's funny you say that, though, because you're missing your starting quarterback. So how could you say that, you know, offensively? You're not that, you're missing your starting oh, quarterback. Oh, you know, I, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I got that part. That, yeah, I'm always going to get to that. Well, but, you know, yeah. there's definitely yeah, no, no, I know. I, I, I understand we don't have Canhill. Yeah, I, I got that. But, you know, I don't want him playing Sunday. I don't know about you, but I really don't want him playing Sunday. I understand what you're saying to that. I think know. it's asinine because we're going nowhere, okay? This team is not going on a run here, Okay. If by some miraculous thing, somehow we beat the Steelers, which I don't think that's going to happen, and Vegas is pretty much on my side with that one, because there were double-digit point uh, dogs on, on a Sunday, okay? So you go to New England to lose to them three times. Great, man. That will really get me excited about next year, you know? Well, let me ask you this now. The Dolphins have not made the playoffs under Ryan Tannehill's regime, okay? This yep. is his fifth season. They have never made the playoffs until this year. How much of a factor is it to get him playoff experience? I don't think I don't think that means a, a thing. If we if he plays and gets hurt and hurt and it, and it hurts us for next year, we're screwed next year. There's no reason to have him play. You have more finish what he's you know this thing. Don't rush this kid back. You, you go in the off season. You fix the linebacking and the and the cornerback situation. You know, and come back next year and and really do something. Uh, you know, this isn't the year. It's not going to happen this year. They shouldn't be, you know, you know, delusional about some kind of stupid run this year. Uh, bring him back, and if he gets hurt and he needs reconstructive surgery, that is an absolute, uh, an absolute moronic decision. 
Why you tend to think this is an injury that could get worse by playing? Yeah, home? because of that. Because they said the MCL was was detached from the knee. It was detached from the bone, and supposedly now it's reattached all of a sudden. Okay, you know. If that gets re- if get that's knocked off again, he needs reconstructive surgery. Well, the way they're talking, I mean, they're not talking like that. I mean, Geese is actually said, t- sounding very optimistic. I understand that. I don't think it's the right move, though. I think it's stupid. Yeah, you're because of the re-injury thing. Because of the re-injury thing, yeah. And you know, you're playing a team that you know you got a cheap shot artist like Harrison on that team. You got a huge pass rush, you know. He's going to get hit. He's not going to be as mobile as he's not going to be running around mobile, you know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a cold, sloppy field. He's not going to have footing. It's just an appetite for disaster. Yeah, I, I can't really say that you're wrong in anything that you said. It's supposed to be about 30 degrees is the initial report now. I don't know how. And how much can he work? You're going to tell me he well, can't scramble like he used to? Well, that's this? my problem with it. That, that, you hit it on the He's going to be a that's sitting duck. My biggest issue is that a, a non-mobile Ryan Tannehill is is a completely different quarterback, and yep. that he needs his mobility, you know, in order to do what he does. And without that, he is a completely you different know, Pat, quarterback. If, if we were like one of the top seeds and we had a buy, sure, you'd want to bring him back because you have a shot. If you were really a good team, but we're not a really good team, you know. Yeah, we came. We, we we were atrocious in the beginning. We came back from one and four. You made the playoffs. That's a huge accomplishment. But you know, don't make it out to be more than it is. There's still glaring, glaring deficiencies on this football team. And you were exposed yesterday. You know, this is the team that you're trying to beat for the last 15 years. They came in and beat the hell out of you yesterday. Yeah. No, no, I understand what you're saying, and I, I can't really dispute that. I think, you know, in, in a lot of ways you're correct, but I think a lot of that stands on the defensive side of the ball. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much the offense can compensate for it. Let's take a quick break. We'll come on back and continue the conversation right back after this. Hi, this is John Offerdahl, number 56, the old Miami Dolphin linebacker. You're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show, sponsored by... Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has a solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404 409 0746 and fanatics.com if you love the Miami Dolphins then you need to visit fanatics.com once again that's Finn P-H-I-N and now back to your Miami Dolphins pleasure show with your host Pat Catello
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zandt, broadcasting live as we preview the Miami Dolphins AFC Wild Card uh, playoff game. First time the Miami Dolphins have made the playoffs since 2008. So it's obviously it's a big deal in Dolphin land, and it, it makes the Dolphins, you know, relevant. It puts them in a, in a different class than they've been for a while. Uh, as Rich said, we're not the worst team in the playoffs, of course, David Carr's injury may have something to be said about that, but even without that, we still wouldn't be the worst team. Um, you know, it didn't exactly line up how we may have wanted it to. And I think that the things that we've seen on, on the Dolphins this year is an explosion of offense. I think that the Dolphins receivers have really come to their own. Uh, Ryan Tannehill obviously has been playing, uh, you know, exceptionally well um, until the injury. And, and Jay Ajayi basically started this whole thing as the J train went over 200 yards and, and did it back-to-back. And then what a lot of people don't realize is he had 100 yards after that. And, yeah, he went into a little bit of a, a drought, but he did have another 200-yard game against Buffalo. So three times 200 yards, nothing to sneeze at. Um, you know, and I, the Dolphin fans are obviously getting uh, excited, pumped up about it. And, uh, you know, so there's an electricity that's there. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all takes out. Uh, I guess we'll take a couple callers and open up the phone lines and, uh, and, and get some opinions on there. So, First call, 224 area code. All right, you're welcome to the show. 224 on the air. Okay, I have a deadline there. Uh, let's take a 646. 646 uh, on the line, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. Hey, Bryce, what's going on with you over there? Brooklyn Dolphin fan, huh? No, you. You know what? Not a Brooklyn Dolphins fan. I'm on Blog Talk Radio checking out the sports. You're actually talking to a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan right here. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah. Don't and when I saw that you had a Dolphin. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, well, obviously, you know, this is a game that's all started with a lot of lip talking and, uh, you know, revenge mode since, the, you know, the first time. Played out there. What's the talk in Pittsburgh land? I mean, I know they're saying now. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, this is. You know, I'm a lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and you know, you can beat us. You can do a lot of things. If you run for 200 yards on us, we want a piece of you again. And <laughs> I tell you what, you know, I, you know. You know, not to take it off on a tangent or do anything, but I'm going to tell you what. I mean, I, I think Pittsburgh can win, but let me tell you something. Ain't going to be no 200 yards rushing at Heinz Field. i tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with that. You know, I think that the Steelers, you know, they're not going to completely shut down that run. I mean, when you're not looking for a giant to go in there and break 200 again. What, as a Steeler fan, what's the part of the Dolphin team that, you know, that you, you, I wouldn't say worry about, but definitely have a concern with that you feel if you shut that down. Oh, well, I mean, excuse me. It's definitely, it's definitely your offensive line, simply because coupled with what you did in the first game. But the fact that Pittsburgh's had injuries along the defensive line, they should get Stephon it back this week. Hopefully Hargrave isn't dealing with any concussion issues. He's been a good rookie for us. Ricardo Matthews, who I thought got ran over in the first game, has been providing depth and playing better. 
but went down with a little bit of an ankle injury. So we've got young guys on the defensive line. It's going to be all hands on deck. That's the thing. But I think this time if Pittsburgh can get an early lead and kind of hopefully take you a little bit out of the run game, that's going to help in our favor. You remember that first off in matchup when, you, when we played you guys? You, you remember the game fairly well? I do. I remember the game. Now, we were going back and forth on it because I thought that Antonio Brown, for the most part, kept in check. You know, I think Antonio Brown arguably the best receiver in football right now, you know. And uh, and the Dolphins were able to keep him in check. And I thought Maxwell stepped up, like I had said, uh, to do that. Not sure if you could do that again, but what do you think were the factors that the Dolphins were able to, to shut him down in that game? Well, I think, you you know, one of the things you guys do very well, and people don't talk about this, is you possess the football. When you possess the football and offenses get – and offenses, particularly pro offenses, get less opportunities. They become impatient and start trying to chuck it downfield too much or trying to do too much and just not stay the course because they know they're not getting enough possessions. And I think that helped – that helped keep Antonio Brown in check. You guys ran the football. You possessed the ball. You took a lot of time off. So we weren't converting third downs, and that hurt us. So, you know, if, if that's, that's going to be the game plan, I think you guys are fifth in time of possession. So yeah. that really helps out a defense because you're possessing the ball. So we have less opportunities and possessions to make things happen, get impatient. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Bryce. Yeah, that's a great point. I guess when you have 200 yards or whatnot – and you're, uh, you know, able to, um, you know, to run the ball like that. You're, you're taking up the clock and, and the time of possession and all that. So things are going to be uh, different. Appreciate the call, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk after the game. And I think you're right on point with a lot of the things that you said uh, going in there. So we're excited to see you got, you know, kind of uh, a perspective from, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers' point of view. And there is going to be a lot more of a revenge game on this than you may have thought, you know, going into Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm sure they're, they're you know they're fucking ready. They're salty. So yeah, I'm sure they're they they want us bad. You know, I don't think they're afraid of us either. Do you? No, I don't think they're afraid. I actually think they're kind of salivating a little. Yes, yeah. you know? especially if they're looking at the t- game tapes from the last two weeks, they would have to be pretty happy. You know, yeah, I mean, and and and, and you know the, the veterans on this team, you know, are, are from an offensive perspective. So I think Big Ben obviously getting hurt in that game. You know, is really looking forward to it. And like you said, when you look at a defense that's allowing over a thousand yards in two games, um, he's salivating. You know, and Antonio Brown, you know, did not have the best game against us. And I think he's since then exploded again. Had one of the best plays I've seen a wide receiver make in a long time. In that oh, no, that, that was huge. You know, look, you know, you got to do the same thing you did last time. You got to keep hitting Roethlisberger, you know. It's kind of like the same thing you got to do against Brady, but, you know, Roethlisberger is a little easier to hit, harder to bring down, but you got to hit him, you know, and take him off his game, you know, force him into mistakes. Because when you hit Brady, when you hit Roethlisberger, he does tend to, you know, turn the ball over. Yeah, he's a big guy, though, so you got to just, you got to get you in there. You got to finish what you started, you know. Yeah. But, but, but you could also also just by constantly you know getting in his face, he does tend to you know force things in and you know turn the ball over. So you have that going for you too. It's it's not going to be an easy game, you know. I don't know if we can stop Bell. Well, 
that's, I guess, the big question mark. And, and, and the question mark on Bell, and the reason why Bell might be very dangerous is because you don't nearly just have to stop him running the ball. The, the guy it, it can catch the ball out of the <laughs> yeah, backfield. Yeah, and, and guess where he catches the ball out of the backfield? Right in our weak spot. In the middle. Yeah, right in our weak spot. And I, I'm concerned about that, too. I'm more concerned about that than I am him running. I I, man, I hope I hope there's, like, a, some kind of, like, great freaking linebacker available for agency this year, you know? Yeah, well, I, I had told you that last time. I think that uh, – who's the guy from San Francisco? Bowman? No. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, Bowman. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the guy. I mean, I think yeah. that, you know, I don't know what their situation is there, but maybe a guy like that, you know? Yeah. And like I said, you know – you think it's a hard transition. You might not dislike Kiko Alonso as much if he was on the outside and you had a bona fide middle linebacker running the show. You know, I mean, right now you you have. Yeah, I don't think he's, you think he's big enough to play the outside. I don't know. Well, you know, yeah, he's an undersized linebacker. There's no doubt about it. But he's undersized in the middle. Too. I, I don't. You know what? You know what I want to see. I want to see Dolphins release linebacker Kiko Alonso. Can I get that? <laughs> that would be fine. I could live with that one. They just move on from the mistake. I don't think Kiko Alonso is any good. I don't think you're getting that, and I think that there's worse linebackers on your staff first that have to go prioritize before him. Well, yeah, he's the best of the worst, but they all stink. So uh, you know what I mean? That's you know, what are you what are you gonna do? Yeah, it, it, I guess it'll be interesting to say. You know, it's funny that you heard a Pittsburgh Steelers perspective on the offensive line that the Dolphins' offensive line getting a lot of respect, a lot of respect that it didn't get. So, you know what I'm saying? That earlier in the well, when you have a guy that rushes for three 200-yard games yeah. and has, what, 1,300 yards, you're going to get some yeah. respect, you know? Yeah. No, I wonder, no, hey, did, you, did you ever hear why Steen was benched yesterday? Did you ever hear that? No. That's a very strange thing. Like, I, I have it. And I think that, you know, he's a huge part of it. I mean, I thought he's been playing really well. Um, and I don't know if it was an injury thing. I can't imagine it's anything but that. I don't know. Yeah, I just they didn't even really mention what was going on with that. That was very strange. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't and know. You exactly. know what's really strange too? We have really not heard what the story is with the hip on Pouncey. I mean, I, we understand he's out for the year. We know that part, but we haven't heard like, is there surgery in the future? Is there rehab in the future? What is the problem exactly? They're really, really being quiet on this. Yeah, they are. The last I heard was that he was not getting surgery. He, he, he was gonna expecting to make a full recovery by next year, so I don't know what that's. You all know how about. that works. Yeah, I I does, think. Does that, anything ever heal by itself with this team? No, and I think that that you really have to start taking a hard look and uh, and possibly you know moving forward. I don't think Mike Pouncey's going to be the main status offensive line like you. I mean, he was already talking retiring this year, right? I heard it. Yeah, because he was all bent out of shape about he, him getting hurt again because he came back too which early. Which Which I said he shouldn't have come back when he came back. He should have had the surgery, came back towards the end of the year healthy. But, you know, I think the next time Dr. James Andrews is in town looking at Tannehill, maybe he should have another appointment. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, there's something major going on there. We've had technical difficulties on this line, but we've got another call here. Let's see if we can take one. Uh, if not, we'll go to a break. Uh, 224 area code. Let's see if we get you. 224, you're on the air. Hello. 224 on the air. <laughs> 224 not on the air. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. This is former Miami Dolphins, Mark Super Duper. 
And you are listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Catello. They go into the playoffs. My point is, 
you know, Ryan Tannehill having played a playoff game or two, is he going to be that much better now to make the run at a possible Super Bowl? I don't think playing one game makes a damn bit of difference. I mean, if he goes, if he plays and he's on one leg and they get beat up thirty to uh, thirty to thirteen or something, right? Is yeah. that going to make him a better quarterback? Well, you have the one part of that that would say that, you know, he's used to the hype and the intensity and everything there, so it's not like he's going into something not knowing what it will entail. But I will also tell you that for the most part, you seem to be right. Guys with no experience have got in there, had made big runs, and in fact even yeah, won right, a Super Bowl. Didn't Joe Flacco win a Super Bowl the first time he ever sniffed it? Well, no, because the, the Baltimore Ravens kept back, they kept bowing out in the playoffs. No, there's been guys Russell, that won it on their first sniff, right? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Russell Wilson won it in his rookie year. I'm not right. even saying rookie year. I'm saying your first year you yeah, ever won in the playoffs. Russell Wilson yeah. didn't have any playoff experience, right? Yeah. And he went right through it. And, then, and he's not the only one. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, there's been other guys that have done it. Um, uh, you know, off the top of my head, um, well, certainly Brady. <laughs> but know. a lot of times you don't see the progression. Like, you don't see a team no. going, going, going. Look, look, look for the Bengals. They went there eight years in a row, and now they're out of the playoffs. <laughs> you know, they didn't yeah. get any better. They didn't win a game at all, you know? Yeah, I think that you, I think you've shown that that is, is, is true. I think The Bills went to four straight Super Bowls and didn't win one. You know what I mean? It's not like they. It's not like any experience did anything for them. They got worse every year when they got yeah, to the Super Bowl. But, we're, we're, but don't confuse team with quarterback. Yes, yeah, no, I got you. I got but you. I think that you're right, though. I think if you look at the quarterbacks, there's been play, Kurt Warner, right? I mean, there's been plenty of quarterbacks with absolutely no. Well, he's a guy. That was the first year he started. He won it. That was his first playoff experience. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just told you. Kurt yeah. Warner, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, these are all guys that did not have a lick of playoff experience yeah. when they got in, and they went all the way and won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's possible to do that. Um, you know, uh, I thought that it might help you a little bit, but um, but probably not. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, this year, because you have a lot of quarterbacks this year that have absolutely no playoff experience that are going in. Dak Prescott is one of them, right? Yeah. Um, sure. Obviously, you're going to have somebody in Houston. You're going to have uh, the Dolphins. You're going to have, um, uh, well, I guess, uh, unfortunately, you're going to have the Raiders. I would have rather, you know, the, the example would have been Carr. Um, but, yeah, no, you're you're going to see a lot of that. And, um, you know, uh, it, it will be interesting to see how it, it does kind of play itself out. Um uh, what, on a side note, what's Matt Ryan's playoff experience? Not good, right? It's not great. They, they've been there a few times, right? And they, they lost, really they lost just a championship used... game at one point, didn't they? Yeah, I, 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 they did. did. That was the Tony Gonzalez final year, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but that, they're, they're a team that has kind of, um, you know. They, they could be a scary team this year. They could go far. Maybe that's the team. That you know could beat Dallas, right? Maybe that's the team. I mean, they're I'm sure Dallas doesn't want to see them in the championship game. That's for sure. You know, who do you think Dallas would less likely want to play, them or Seattle, though? 
Because Seattle's a different team on Seattle, the road. Seattle on the road, I think would. I don't think they'd win there. Um, I think they'd rather play Seattle than they would Green Bay or Atlanta. In Dallas? Yeah. Now, you're much higher on this Green Bay team than I am. I'm going to be very surprised if they make a run. I, I, I really will. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be very surprised. I mean, they'll start out with the Giants going out there. I don't know what to expect of the Giants, so I'll be plainly obvious. I, I do not know what to expect of the Giants because these are the teams that you think are going to do nothing. And I've they're seen very them. Heckle and Gi- uh, you know, they're heckle and Gi- you know. Yeah, they're, they're Jekyll and Hyde. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. and, and it seems like, you know, this, this they've made two Super Bowl winning runs, and I felt the same way with them yeah, going this in. Is the, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't really see them going any kind of run. But can they beat Green Bay? It's going to be hard. I don't think so. I mean, the last time they beat a cold Green Bay team up there, Farm was 117 years old, right? And he basically threw the game away in overtime. Was that the final one they never played Rodgers in that? I don't think so. I think yeah. it was the green, it was the Favre one, right? Where he threw that Both ferocious, horrendous pick in overtime. Remember that? Yeah, no, of course I remember it. I, I think that they went out there twice, and I'm trying to think if it was uh, the the second time. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't really remember. But, yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out there. This is a strange year. But the one thing that you can't deny well, I'll tell you right now, yeah, New England's going to be in the championship game. You know that. Yeah. Just write that down. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was just going to say. One thing you can't deny is that the Patriots are the best team in football, arguably, right now. And, and, and uh, they, they not only are, they have this road that's just paved out already to the championship game. I mean, well, that's what happens when you have the number one seed, you know? I mean, you'll get lucky sometimes where you'll have a patsy to start with, and then basically you win that and you're hosting the championship game, you know? Well, that's the way it used to be, but, you know, you, you get it where, it, it, you know, you have the number one seed and you still have tough teams coming in. This year seems ridiculous. I mean, if you so, look at the AFC, I mean, there's some bad teams right now that are in the playoffs with the, because of the quarterback, because of the quarterback situations. I mean, the Raiders can't beat anybody right now. The Raiders, I don't know if they could beat the Cleveland Browns right now. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking at. The yeah. Raiders and the Houston Texans almost should take themselves out of it. Yeah. I mean, and i got to be honest with you. I I don't know, have, the fact that they're playing each other is comical. I don't have much confidence with the Dolphins if they advance going up there and winning either. I'm being quite honest with you. That's a, that's a show for next week, and we'll see what happens. But I don't really have much confidence in that. Far from it, actually. No, I mean, uh, you know, you know, it's like somehow we beat the Steelers, which I don't think is going to happen. It's not going to be like I'm, I'm not dancing around with a lampshade on my head. I'll tell you that because I know what's coming. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be pretty up there. You know, I mean, we'll deal with that when it gets to that. You know, the bad part about making the playoffs when you're not a Super Bowl contender is you know it's going to end with a loss and how bad is the loss going to be, you know? Yeah. And, the, I mean, the only team that's a possibility is the Chiefs. They're playing really, really well, and they buried New England the last time, you know. Uh, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Or, you, know, you know, look, I don't think New England's just juggernaut. I don't think they're great. This league is really, you know, average at best. I think it's one of the well, – I think there's more bad teams than good teams in this league. And it just, it's just it's like where, the way it's hopping up for them. They're only going to have to beat one good team to get into the Super Bowl. That's the bad part. You yeah. know, because they're gonna they're gonna have a basically they have a bye this week and they're gonna have an easy game the next week. Yeah, and uh, and and a home field advantage and inclement weather. I, I agree. 
And uh, yeah, they're going to either they're going to either play us or the winner of the the Houston Texans Raiders game. That's right. You know. That's right. I mean, they would sign up for that scenario every day of the week. I think they could. On Sunday. They could beat. I'll tell you right now. They could play three games in a row. They could play us three days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They could play the Dolphins. They could play the Texans and the Raiders and win all three. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. I think you're right. And they could play Garofalo against uh, the Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Everything you just said it cannot be disputed. I agree. They yeah. can easily put Garofalo in to start against the Raiders and beat them. Yeah, the Raiders are a dead team right now. Yeah, they I mean, from, they had a they had a real they had their best year they had in you know 17 years and yep. and. You know, not only lose not only lose your starting quarterback, but lose your horrible backup, who you know, who's as bad as he is. This is going to get ugly. You know, yeah. you probably have a guy in there now that's not capable of making a first down. Yeah, I'm surprised a... they didn't call Vince Evans up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that, you know, you're laughing, but I guarantee Vince Evans would be better than this clown that they're going to start. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I know. They're in trouble. They're in a lot of trouble there. They certainly yeah, are. Al Davis was still alive. Vince Evans would have got the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. This has been a strange year in the NFL. It really has. It's been a very strange year. Um, and uh, before we go, you know, the, not that many firings today, as, as I had thought. Obviously, there were some firings before today. but There should have um, been some more. I mean, mean, I'm happy the Jets kept, you know, Bowles. That's fine with me. You know, go ahead. (laughs) And I just can't believe that Fox kept his job. That was another one. And I'm I'm pretty surprised Pagano's still there. I thought he'd be going. Yeah, they really have been overachieving. Terrible year. Yeah. And, oh, it just came across the ticker tape that the Broncos and the Chargers have asked the Dolphins for permission to talk to Vance Joseph. Yeah, which is surprising to me because the Dolphins defense, I think, has been well, very if bad. You were, if you were the coordinator of the Dolphins defense right now, right, it was Pacatello, right, and your defense just gave up 1,100 yards in two weeks, somebody calling you? No, I don't think so. But So what's the point of this? I don't get it. <laughs> what, why is he like the flavor of the month here if, if this defense is that atrocious? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just that it's it's kind of like um, success, uh, you know, uh, because of the team's success. It's by committee, and he just gets the nod because any successful coordinator, any, any coordinator on a successful team, rather, you know, any playoff team's coordinator regardless. But if you really I, I guess so. the defense. Yeah, I heard of Kyle Shanahan. I heard he's getting uh, calls. Where is he now? God, uh, um, Atlanta. Oh, he's on Atlanta. Well, see, that, yeah. they have the they have the best, uh, you know, one of the best offenses in football. Yeah. And so I can understand why Kyle Shanahan's getting the calls. How come Mike Shula's name has never bounced around? I mean, yeah, obviously uh, they didn't have a good year this year, but he went to the Super Bowl last year and he didn't get an interview. It, it, it's insane why Mike Shula has not gotten the uh, the call that you know he should have gotten by now. It really is. It's 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 insane to me, and. um I don't know. I think last year he rejected it, like he didn't uh, want to deal with it, like he wanted to just concentrate on the on the Super Bowl team. Um, but uh, and I did hear his name a little bit this year, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised. You know, I think that he's a guy that certainly um, 
you know, you come from that pedigree. It's amazing that those two guys didn't have more of an opportunity. I know David Shula had his Bengals run, and it wasn't exactly successful. But, um, you know, we've seen a lot worse get second chances, I guess is my point. And, and yeah. first chances, right? So, you know, I'm surprised by yeah, it, too. I mean, you know, Mike Shula hasn't had an opportunity to coach in the NFL, but uh, Shiano has the opportunity, and uh, Mangini got two opportunities. I mean, come on here. You know? Yeah, yeah that's that's a good point. I mean, that's, that's where I was going with that. But I, I think ultimately he will get an opportunity, but I'm surprised that he hasn't already, you know? So... We'll see how it all shapes up, but uh, it's been an interesting year, and uh, I'm just glad that we're doing our first playoff show uh, in eight years. Eight years, yeah. Our second second playoff one ever. I'll take it, my friend. I'll take it. Hopefully we have smiles on our faces. Took a look down the western road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just roll that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar. 